everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, it is just Brian and I today. We have lightning rounds for you, and we are uh, exercising our privilege, which we, we use, you know, I'd say less than once a year, to step back from medicine and talk about a little bit of podcast news, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, uh, just a few kind of current events, things that are coming down the pipeline that will interest you, and we figure we'd just stick it all into one place and get it out of the way. The first thing, because I had a, a few questions about this recently, and the podcast has been growing and the format has been changing. Um, so I want to just explain the current, the current format and schedule for the show um, for those who have a hard time keeping up with it. In brief, right now, as of this date, you get one episode every week. It is currently on Wednesdays in the early morning, so anywhere in the U.S., by the time you wake up and go on your commute, it should be available. What that episode is, is every four weeks, you are getting the kind of classic cases that the show is is really based around. Uh, A patient scenario, generally with an expert guest, talk about how they do their thing, sometimes just Brian and I, um, but talking through what we do and how and why we do it. Every four weeks. Every four weeks alternating from that, so two weeks apart, you get this lightning rounds, just generally Brian and I talking about things outside of a case format, sometimes just in general, how we do things clinically, sometimes kind of clinically adjacent topics, uh, like academic kinds of things or whatever, um, lightning rounds every four weeks and then filling in those gaps. So it ends up being every two weeks alternating from the others. You get a turbo turbos are the intermittent rantings of Brandon Odo myself is essentially a, a column, just kind of my take on things, usually pretty brief, sometimes some kind of clinical teaching point, sometimes just kind of my musings or commentary on something. So lightning rounds and cases, every two weeks alternating, in between you get a turbo, something every week. Yeah, so let me just, let me just sort of sum up in case you're still confused. In a four-week cycle, week one, regular case, week two, turbo, week three, lightning rounds, Week four, turbo, back to start with a case. So so if you can figure out a clinical schedule, I'm sure you guys can figure out that. Yeah, you're talking to a bunch of people who don't work anywhere approaching a normal <laughs> life, so I think we could figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could release you guys a, a Google calendar, but I trust you have the, the <laughs> brains for this one. So the other kind of batch of things is about... <clears throat> Let's step back and give some context. If you enjoy other medical podcasts, um, kind of free, you know, educational medical content online, or even non-medical stuff, podcasts, YouTube, blogs, whatever, there's a lot of this these days. It's a great part of the modern era. Um, You've probably noticed a common pattern, which is that people uh, come out with a new content producing product. Um, they are excited about it. They're passionate about it. Probably it's a little technically rough initially, um, but they put out a lot of material because uh, it's probably been bottled up in their heads. And then uh, maybe technically they improve a little bit over time. They hit kind of a good peak. And then it often tapers off. And people kind of realize this is actually a lot of work. Um, and maybe they realize they didn't actually have as much to say as they thought. Um, and then where, wherever those kind of... Uh, 
intersect, uh, they reach a point where they're doing less and less, and eventually things kind of tend to die. I saw a stat somewhere that the average number of episodes for a new podcast is something like three or six or something, you know, not very many. Um, that's just, that's common. And the other pathway things will often take, and you see this in many long-standing kind of still surviving uh, projects, is that people kind of pivot away from being a purely free passion project into something that um, in some way is of benefit to them. And usually that means it's making them some money. And in some cases, people are, you know, make this their full-time job, not necessarily a medical podcast about critical care, but whatever it is that they're up to. And, you know, the reason for that is because it is probably more feasible and reasonable for them to put the amount of work into it that they need if they are getting something out of it. And I think a good analogy is the stuff that Brian and I have talked about in the world of like academic medicine. A lot of us are working clinically, but also doing a lot of things that are uh, outside of our job. We don't really have to. Teaching, um, research, I don't know, QI, leadership stuff. Stuff that is essentially uncompensated. It's on our own time. And this is obviously an example of that. Uh, however, for us, as for everybody, there is some amount of that you're able and willing to do and not more. You know, it's finite. You have other stuff going on in life. Whatever motivates you to do that, it, it's not like, you know, beyond any restraint. There's, there's a, some point and then you don't do more. So if your boss came and told you that, listen, you're doing a lot of stuff on your own time, uh, I'm going to give you, you know, 20% of your schedule of an FTE as protected time for this sort of work, whatever it may be. Obviously, you would do more in that case, right? Whatever the limit was for you to do it on your own, uncompensated, now the limit's higher because you, you do have some compensation for it, right? The balance has shifted. And that, I think that applies uh, to all these projects and to come full circle for us. Obviously, Brian and I are willing to give you a podcast for free. We, you know, we've put ourselves in a poor negotiating position by doing this for three years. We can't argue that we wouldn't do that. However, there is an amount that we're able and willing to do and that we're probably pretty close to now. But if we're able to get something out of it, even if it's just recouping some of the costs of doing it, which are not insignificant, um, it would be more. We would be able to do more for you um, with a, a little more kind of compensation for it, whatever that may look like. So that's what we're trying to talk about today. Yeah. So Michelle Lim over at Academic Life and Emergency Medicine just put out a really nice column about this the other day. I tweeted about it and uh, she tweeted about it talking about the death of foam. Um, you know, and I, I hope that's not really what's happening, but you know, she did a study. We're seeing more and more, like you said, the average podcast lasts three to six episodes or whatever, but we're seeing more and more of these sort of free um, open access education resources go by the wayside, um, which I've noticed. I mean, some of the, a lot of the stuff that I used to listen to pretty regularly is kind of going away. Um, you know, and, and the first thing I thought of when I read her post was what we've talked about, about working for free. All right. And certainly none of us got into this to make money. I didn't become, I didn't certainly do get into podcasting to make money. I mean, good grief. Um, but like you said, there's a, there's a finite limit to what you can do in terms of just the amount of time you have in your life and the amount of bandwidth you have, um, 
you know, I, I think I commented on my tweet that, you know, I have an alarm set on my phone every week to remind me to put stuff on my blog. And it feels like about half the weeks now I just go, yeah, I could just delete. I can't get to that this week. So, you know, Brandon and I have talked a lot about this. We're very committed to providing you guys with educational stuff for free because we think there is a lot of benefit in that. Um, you know, there's a lot of different models out there where, you know, sort of more traditional publishing uh, is getting into this. Uh, certainly, big societies like SACM and stuff have their own podcasts, but we still feel like there's a lot of value in sort of independent, grassroots, uh, artisanal, if you will, um, podcasting done by folks who are actually out in the trenches doing the work uh, and not not necessarily a professional um, publisher, if you will. Yeah, and I, I think Brian and I are both, you know, ourselves heavy consumers of this kind of stuff too. So I, I think we definitely understand that there is a really a pretty fine balance here in how you do this because so much of what makes this kind of content in, enjoyable and worthwhile as a consumer comes from it being not necessarily free and independent and all that, but the sorts of things you get when you are like that. So things like it being um, informal, so you get kind of more rules and regulations, the more formalized or commercial it gets. Things like it being sort of tight and snappy, the format being having not a lot of fluff. Um, things like it being um, unbiased, you know, it, it's not hard for products to become more commercial and then you start to wonder, you know, how much you can actually trust it. And there are a lot of things that I used to enjoy in, in and outside of, of medicine that I enjoy much less or have kind of stopped paying attention to because it's happened to them. Because ultimately, there's a lot of things I could be spending my time on. Um, and even if it's just a matter of now I have to sit through three ad spots every time I listen to it, maybe it's not worth it anymore for me. You know, I, um, I think all of our attention spans have gotten kind of short. Uh, you know, kids these days are listening to everything at three times speed. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't take that much to push you over to where it's like, I don't really, I'm not that interested in, in that anymore. And that's what we, what we don't want. Whatever it is we do here, our pivot, it's important to us that what makes this worthwhile to listen to and for us to produce is not lost because we're not trying to make this our full-time jobs. Our goal is not to pivot into this supporting us. So the whole point is still uh, essentially a hobby. I mean, we think it's doing some good in the world, but it's just, it's because it's enjoyable for us and, and worthwhile. So if it's neither of those things, there'd just, there'd be no reason to do it. Right. Yeah. And like you said, we're not at, we're not looking to get rich. Um, we're not looking to quit our jobs. Um, you know, just there's a lot of benefits to doing it the way we do it now. And we want to try to preserve that as much as possible. Yeah. Everything else is, is kind of a cherry on top. And whether that means something you can get out of it or some way that you can support it and, and just thinking of it as, you know, if I can give something back, then that means they're, they're going to be able to give me something more. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, the, the idea of giving back, right? You, you mentioned we both benefited a lot of this. I, you know, Jeff Guy and his trauma, original trauma ICU rounds podcast basically got me through school. Uh, you know, I passed my boards thanks to people like him, people like Scott Weingart and those guys. And so if we can turn around and kind of provide that for uh, 
not to sound corny, but the, the next generation of people, then I think that's worth doing. So we have a few things to announce today kind of along this theme. Um, and th that's kind of the context that I hope you guys all view it in. The first one is not necessarily it's going to cost you any money, but is worth it for you to know. And you may have caught an, in the most recent episode with Emily Friedenmaker about Plural Effusion. That was an episode that is actually able to provide you with continuing education credit. So regardless of your level of training, most of you need some sort of continuing education to maintain certifications and licenses and things. And it is now possible for you to get that from podcasts if they go through certain processes. Now, that is not quite as straightforward as it sounds. You have to submit this content to accrediting bodies for it to be accredited as CME, CEUs, content, whatever you call it. Um, and that generally costs money. That's why everybody is not just doing this and why we had not in the past. So where that money comes from uh, pertains to the model of your your quote, business. What we are trying out now is a partnership with a CME company, Academic CME. They produce a lot of traditional continuing education uh, content, but are also starting to explore these kind of novel media. They are crediting some actually tweetorials, threads on Twitter you can actually get credit for. You may have seen us retweet some of those. And uh, some podcasts. So we are experimenting with a partnership with them, which would mean that certain episodes, and this would probably, for the most part, be uh, the scenario episodes, um, are accredited. And that would mean if you listen and you then go to the show notes, you click a link and you just take a short quiz demonstrating that you, uh, you listen to the show, you can claim credit for it. Uh, we did it once. You can expect to see some more. And we're going to see how it goes. Uh, this may or may not work out well. This may or may not be the best way to offer it. Um, we would certainly be interested in your feedback on it. If this is the format, it would not cost you any money. There are other formats that would. For instance, everyone can listen, but if you want credit, you pay a few bucks and then you can claim it. Or if you want us to continue doing this, throw in a few bucks and it makes it possible. Um, we're not really sure where it will go, but this is what we're trying right now. Yeah, I'd expect that to probably evolve over time as we see you know, how this works out and uh, it kind of gets some feedback from you guys. Like I said, we would love to, to hear your feedback on the ideas and, and your thoughts too. Yeah. And, you know, nothing is for free, as we've said. Uh, if in this current format for CME accreditation, where the money comes from is that academic CME solicits grants from uh, commercial companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, device companies, whatever, um, and they sponsor it. Why would they sponsor a podcast that's educational? Uh, by and large, quote, out of the goodness of their heart. I mean, there's a, there's a certain amount of kind of philanthropy these companies do, either, I don't know if there's goodness in their hearts, but essentially, I, probably as PR. Um, but they agree to give a grant for, you know, whatever, a, a two-episode uh, educational project or whatever. And in that case, you would, you would hear us announce that. You know, this is... Uh, supported or sponsored by so-and-so and whatever. Um, that essentially means nothing to you except that you would hear those spots. It would not have any impact on the content outside of a few rules. For instance, we're not supposed to use um, trade names for drugs and devices and things. We use generic names, which we try to do anyway, but that's just an example. Um, we're supposed to be sort of fair and unbalanced, which obviously we, we try to do in general. But um, if you hear those kind of spots, and again, I don't want to spend five minutes reading, um, 
you know, disclaimers and stuff to you guys. So we really are going to try to keep this tight and out of the way, but that's what it would look like right now. Yeah. And I think it's important that we emphasize that if we end up going with a model like this, the content and creation, like Brandon said, with the exception of a couple of rules, is still going to be 100% us. So this is not going to be, we're not going to be doing ads for, you know, Pfizer or uh, something like that disguised as education. Um, it's going to be original content that, that we come up with. Yeah, I, I hope that is not too uh, dubious sounding because in the format of our show is probably not that well suited to being like sponsored content. You know, we don't do a lot of stuff that's focused on like a drug. You know, here's our take on, you know, XYZ drug and why it's so great. Sponsored by Pfizer. Um, obviously, some things may come up in shows. But, you know, honestly, and this we discussed this when we were talking about how to get into this. If, you, if we have a topic that really does um, kind of encroach on the grounds of either having to be critical of something or, you know, overly supportive of something that actually pertains to a sponsor, maybe that's just not an episode that we we try to accredit because of that potential issue. Um, it, I mean, it, there, like you said, there, this is a bonus thing. Not every episode has to be CME and will not be. So there are avenues here that can, we kind of avoid these issues. So that is one avenue that you will start to hear about. Um, the others are ways that if you are so inclined, you could throw in a few ducats and basically support the show. Um, one is a Patreon. You may have come across Patreons. This is a pretty popular model these days for stuff like this. Um, it comes from the old days of, you know, medieval times when artists would have a patron, you know, a rich duke or something who supports their art. Um, in the same way, you can support us as artists by essentially pledging us some money and either one time or the most common and I think most useful way is a recurring commitment where every month you're giving us five bucks or something. Um, it's through a website, patreon.com. Um, you just kind of give them your info and it happens automatically. You pick what you want to support us with. Um, we may be able to kind of give you something back. That's a common model. We give you some little rewards and stuff for patrons of different levels. We haven't gotten too much into those complexities. Right now, essentially, it is just that. If you are able and willing to uh, be a patron for some small amount, please do, and it will go straight to us and support us. Um, the best way to think about this, I think, is that it comes from the uh, recurring donations and from volume. So please don't feel like you have to give us like a hundred bucks and we're going to go buy a microphone or something. It's like really the smallest amount that occurs to you to that you won't even notice it. That would be a super helpful because when a hundred people are doing that, then it's meaningful. If you give us a hundred bucks once and then never again, that actually probably ends up being of less, uh, <laughs> less value. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like Brandon said, right now it's just sort of set up to whatever you want to do. Right. And, and right now that's just it. It's just whatever you feel like you want to throw in. Um, great. At some point we may do some sort of like a, a popular model on a lot of shows is a tier system where, you know, for, you know, this is like the, the old PBS pledge drive, right? For $5 a month, you get this. And for $10 a month, you get this and so forth. Um, so again, feedback is welcome. Um, let us know what would you what would incentivize you? You know, what would you like to see in terms of? Well, I would probably give you guys five bucks a month if you did X, Y, or Z. Uh, not saying we're going to do it necessarily, but you never know. Um, so right now it's just sort of open ended, but um, but we're probably going to refine that as time goes by. Right, and again, 
You've been listening to this for free. You can continue to listen to this for free. But if you take like two seconds and introspect right now and say, you know what? I have gotten a lot of value out of this. And I, this is the important part. I would like to continue to get that in the future and sort of future proof my listening so that in a year and a half, when these guys have a lot of other things going on, they don't say, I just don't know if I have the, the time and energy to keep doing the show right now. I have, I have put uh, my finger on one side of that scale by throwing them a few bucks a month or something. That's what you're doing right now. There, that's yeah. the, <laughs> the charitable way to think about it. And again, really, it does not have to be much. Uh, Brian, do you have the, the link to the Patreon? Yeah, it's patreon.com. So P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash ICU scenarios. So that is pretty simple. Obviously, we'll put all this in the show notes, and you will hear us mention this here and there on the shows. Again, we're trying not to, you know, uh, inundate you with plugs for money and stuff, um, but you know, we will remind you from time to time so that people hear about this stuff. The other option, if you are less inclined to just throw money into the digital breeze uh, for nothing, is to buy something from us. Um, we're opening a little shop for merchandise. Um, and for reasonable prices, you can get something that you don't need, but actually could use like uh, a t-shirt or a mug or whatever. We have a few little branded things, um, which I think are actually not bad. We have experimented with them. I, I, I know that we have all experienced some pretty bad free stuff in our lives or even stuff that we bought from different companies. This stuff is pretty great. I got a t-shirt. And um, I got a onesie for the baby. Uh, Brian got a, a mug, I know. And honestly, this is pretty great. I, th- this shirt is uh, it's all cotton. It is uh, well-fitted. It's really soft. This is a, I, I, I would not be lying if I said one of my favorite shirts. Obviously, it produces free advertising for us, although I imagine 99.9% of people who see you wearing a Critical Care Scenarios t-shirt don't know or care what it is. But um, it is essentially a way to give us some money and get something for it. Yeah. And the mug, I love the mug. I've been saying I need a new mug at work um, for a while because I have this really old, uh, janky faded Washington DC coffee mug that I got a million years ago. And so I have a brand new mug. And and honestly, if that's the only mug we ever sell, it's worth it to me because it's, uh, it's nice. It's, it's <laughs> kind of cool. And uh, I can drink my coffee. So yeah. So you know, You've come across similar things out there. Just check out the store and see what you like. I think we've got some basic kind of tasteful stuff on there, uh, but we will come out with more. We have some ideas for interesting uh, designs and some other products, and we'll mention them if we release some new things. But again, it's just another avenue to consider supporting us. I'm not suggesting that what your life needs is a T-shirt for this podcast. It's a roundabout way to give us a few bucks, but again, you're getting something out of it in that case. Um, What's the link for that one, Brian? Uh, the link is really, unfortunately, um, pretty crazy. So I'll, well, it's critical hyphen care hyphen scenarios dot creator hyphen spring, like the season dot com. And so since no one is ever going to remember that, we'll link to it uh, in the show notes and on our website. Right. So all this stuff will be in the notes. Um, so, you know, as of the, you, if you're hearing this, all this stuff is live and available and, um, 
should be working. We have tested the store. Um, I guess we haven't tested the Patreon, but that is a well-established platform, so it should work. Should, um, But, you know, yeah. let us know <laughs> if you have any surprises. Uh, let us know what you think about this stuff, and let us know your general thoughts about any of these topics, directions things can go, stuff you'd like to see. I think it is reasonable, if you start giving us money, even if it's a little bit, to feel like you have a little more say in, you know, what goes on here. You're kind of becoming a, a, a part of this not a business, but this, this, this concept, this project, this family. Um, and, you know, we want to hear your thoughts on things. So whether or not you give us some money, but especially if you did, feel free to say, you know, this is what I'd love to hear. This is the kind of stuff that interests me. I like this. I don't like this. Um, that's where kind of we're headed with things. So that's kind of where we're at with this stuff. Um, we thought it was worth sharing with you all at once, and we'll give you updates as they come. And Brandon, we keep saying, look, give us feedback, give us feedback, give us feedback. Um, and some folks may just listen to the podcast and that's it. They did, have never done anything else. Um, the website, of course, is icuscenarios.com. Uh, you can tweet at us uh, at ICU Scenarios. We're on Instagram at ICU Scenarios. And then um, is there a better, what's the best way for people just to give us feedback, Brandon? Um. If any of those platforms are things you make use of, it, it is certainly very easy. Um, we do see, read, listen to, and I would say answer every single comment on the website or tweet that comes to us, or you can DM us on Twitter. Uh, if email is up your alley or if you want to be more private, um, you can certainly do that. I'm oto.brandon at gmail.com um, or just kind of whatever whatever tickles your pickle. Yeah, sounds good. And my email is uh, brian, B-R-Y-A-N, bowling b-o-l-i-n-g at gmail.com so uh you can email either or both of us or get to us through any of those other avenues so well that'll be that that'll be that it'll be it uh we'll be done today i guess um next week back to some more medical stuff but uh hopefully this has explained a few things that are going to be coming down the pipeline and you'll hear from us soon great thanks a lot 